0: what's up everybody it's matt johnson we're back with a very special edition of real estate uncensored we are both very very tired we're loopy we're answering questions we're a little bit in mourning because gene the evil bald ninja the vulpinator is not here for his customary friday live episode we don't have a guest today So this is the, we're having a little bit of an old school flashback, Greg. It's been a while since it's just been you and me on the show and we're taking, uh, we're taking questions, but it'll be fun because we're back in our box. You and I hung out in person for the last two days. I got my fill of giant (laughs) bear-sized Greg. And now you are safely a thousand miles away where you belong. So first of all, what's up today?
1: Oh man, it's so nice to be back in my box. It is so nice to be back in my box. Uh, doing the Q&A, we got a lot of good stuff. we got a lot of good questions that are coming our way. But it's good to be away from your miniature-sized human body that you possess. Um, and today is going to be just a lot of fun as we crush it through questions. And some of the questions are vertically challenged
0: in scholastic no, aptitudes. Not true. That's not true. Come on now. Well, you, uh, like you I've, just, got, I've got some good questions. I'm not, I'm not going to bring the ones from the Scholastically Challenged. Come on. I was going to say, it's not
1: that you asked them.
0: I mean, let's be real here.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. So welcome, everybody. Thank you guys for being here. We have some cool stuff, which Matt's not going to start with. I shall start with because he does not have cool stuff to say. So, <clears> hmm. <throat> <clears throat> And silence abounds. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> it's
0: like you, you talk a big game. Let's see what you got, because I've got a question that's actually legitimate. Whenever <laughs> you're ready. All right, all right, all right, Not bullshit. Let's go. Uh, let's do it. Okay, so first question up. This is from Gina. This is in the lead gen and objections group. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna skim through this, but the net of it is she took a call on one of her listings that was already under contract. No, she didn't uh yeah exactly um so showed the family uh, you know like they had the house they're calling upon was already under contract so she shows them a comparable townhouse that was listed for sale by owner but she got a buyer agency agreement right okay. with the buyer so buyer agency agreement on a fisbo now the buyer is questioning the agreement how long it lasts on their home the buyer is reaching out to the owner directly basically they're trying to cut the agent they're trying to put, cut poor gina out of the deal when she brought them to Uh, a house that they decided they like and sounds like they want to make an offer on and they're trying to figure out how to cut her out of the deal. So I don't know if you ever had that happen to you before. I feel like there's a lot of things we could talk about that would prevent that from happening. There's a lot, it feels like there's a lot of maybe trust and relationship that could have been built on the front side, but uh, let's start with just what can she do now? And then we'll work backwards from there.
1: Well, first face punch and throat punch, these fucking cocksuckers of buyers <laughs> uh in the throat i mean that's the initial reaction visceral response um, punch.
0: To, ah, gotcha, bitch. uh
1: but yeah number one thing you sign a buyer broker agreement and then you have to put in there the, at least in california the number of days that that thing's going to be valid for so we always put like 120 days or something ridiculously long so mm-hmm. that they won't really go around you so uh, for Gina, when she first starts out on this, I mean, my my first response would be to be like, hey, first you have to build the respect uh, with the buyers and sellers. and, and Obviously, the buyer res- uh, respect was not built. So that, that would be the first thing I would say. I mean, what would you say? I mean, you've seen a lot of buyers and sellers and everything else.
0: Well, kind of. I mean, I, I never worked with buyers. That's the thing. I, did, I was never a buyer's agent. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I would tend to attack the problem more from, the angle of to me that's a symptom of the fact that they don't think that Gina is bringing value to the transaction if they're if they're looking to skirt around you it's because they don't feel like you're bringing value so that to me that would be an indication on the agent side that they just haven't done enough they haven't educated the buyer enough to even for them to even understand why they need a buyer's agent like if they're trying to end run around you and go straight to the seller uh, they don't understand the value of having a real estate agent on their side in the transaction, and they're dealing with somebody who doesn't value it either, and isn't gonna. You know, what I'm saying you're at least you're at least they're dealing with a homeowner who's also at least equally unprepared and wildly bad at negotiating, which most people are. So maybe they'll not come out of it too bad. Um, the uh, there's another side of the equation to that, which is um, I'm a big fan of buyer agency agreements, but. Uh, they are like, if people are trying to end run it, it's, it's a symptom of a problem, right? And so Greg, you've never been a fan of buyer agency agreements. This wouldn't really come up with you, um, but you're better at building relationships. And to me, that's, that's what really determines whether somebody, you shouldn't have to have a buyer's agency agreement that you hold them to, to get them to stay with you. They should want to stay with you because they value you. They value the relationship. They trust you and they value having someone fighting for their side of the transaction, understanding the value that you bring. But the other side of it is just also, it, it's also an indication, I think, that maybe Gina just doesn't have a lot of other leads to go on uh, and feels a little bit of a sense of scarcity, like trying to hold on to this one deal. Uh, and that I think is really dangerous. The solution is always more leads, more people to work with, more demand. That, that solves so much of this feeling of trying to hold on to every single potential deal.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I I get where you're coming from on that one. But I I don't think that's really answering the question for her. Um, And I think it comes down to just straight up bringing value. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it's value, 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 value at all times. I mean, it's like what I bring to you in your life. I bring value to your life. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> thank you gregory i appreciate it i do appreciate the value that you bring to my life but yes it is just it's just like that um yeah i think there's there's educating um there's definitely like if i were in that situation you kind of feel that deal slipping away uh i think what i would do in that situation is i would try to get them on the phone and i wouldn't tell them things i would ask them things i would ask them things about the transaction that would make them think like hey have you thought you know uh, tell me a little bit about what your plan is for you know the for the inspections. Like, uh, well, okay. Uh, what about this? What about that? You know, what if the seller comes back and says this? And just kind of poke around essentially, right? But the but you're poking around on things that get gets them to think in directions they haven't thought before, right? Right now they're thinking about the house and I can just save the commission. They're not really thinking about negotiating, right? Right, They're not so, thinking about how much of a difference the negotiation process and the inspection process can make. They haven't really thought about it.
1: No, so the, you're talking about staying in a state of curiosity is really yeah. what you're thinking about right here. And that's what some of we've said for the last four and a half, five years is always being a state of curiosity, both in your professional and personal lives. I mean, no matter what, always be curious about what the other person is thinking and what they're doing, what their motivation is, because at the end of the day, once you understand that, then you understand why they're reacting to you in whatever said air quotes uh, response that they're do- they're giving to you. So, right. <clears throat> I mean, they could re- be responding to you in negativity or positivity, uh, but you figure out why they're doing it and boom, as soon as you figure that out, you're golden. But yeah. nobody really thinks about that. They only think about what, what happens to them, not what's happened to the other person. And that mm-hmm. is the fundamental problem when it comes to negotiations, interpersonal relationships, life, business partners, spousal relationships, everything. It's because Everyone always goes back and looks at themselves and goes, well, I'm doing this. So this motherfucker definitely has to be wrong. Mm-hmm. When there was, when the reality, you'd be like, dude, maybe this person on the other end of the line is right and maybe I'm 100% wrong because in life you're all you have
0: there's a question or maybe they're just in a financial situation where they feel like they need to save that money and that's the only way they can make the deal happen there could be there could maybe be stuff are. going on behind the scenes that you don't know
1: maybe they are we don't know and again that goes back to the state of curiosity always being curious kind of yeah. like you Matt sexually i know you're kind of going through a weird time in your life and you're very curious about a lot of things <laughs>
0: wow <laughs> that took a weird turn really fast like good lord all right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's. Uh, I have a uh, a much more important question.
1: Uh, oh, all right, this is
0: from. That's oh. hilarious. <laughs> just like you, Matt. Just like you. All right, Alexander says uh, had a Redex phone session today. Got twelve wrong numbers out of twenty six. Am I doing something wrong? So what say you, Greg? You're in Redex. Uh, I mean, you've you've been doing it for quite a while. Look, man.
1: There's there's going to be dirt in the data no matter where you go and no matter what system you use. So mm-hmm. if you're going to make calls and you're gonna get a low response rate it's okay it's because that's just the way it is and as soon as that person says oh well I, i'm I, you're calling about 123 main street well i don't live there anymore fantastic have you thought about buying or are you thinking about selling it's just continuation of the conversation just on different property. you have no idea where it is actually at this point but okay. it's still just continuing that conversation i've done that thousands of times when it's just like oh okay so you don't live there anymore? No. How long? When's the last time you lived there? Like ten years ago. Oh, <laughs> fascinating. Well, are you
0: still in the area? Have you Have you thought about it? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Do you have a daughter between the ages of thirty two and forty one? Uh, no, not forty one. No, no, definitely not or, 41. No, not forty. Okay, sorry. Thir, thirty two and half. three and a half. Twenty five and forty. Must be, be single and childless. Okay. Uh, and forty. I don't know about that. And that's, financially that's, uh, stable. With no estimates, okay, then <laughs> <now> we're good. <laughs> I have a short questionnaire prepared. Would you be uh, Would you be willing and able to answer that questionnaire? Okay, uh, yeah, so that makes sense. Wrong numbers, and uh, you can still pick those up and potentially get leads. But yeah, the, there's always going to be some amount of dirt in the data. I will say this about RedX: we get had a good peek behind the scenes of what their strategy is for how and where they get their data and how much data they give, and the difference between them. And other systems like, let's say, Vulcan 7, for example, is like they're, they're both great. They're both good at what they do, yada, yada. The difference with Red X is they want to find you every potential possible phone number yeah. for every potential expire they can possibly get their hands on. What that means is that overall, if you just make the calls, you'll talk to more expires. That's their strategy. That's not Vulcan 7's strategy. Vulcan 7, is to their strategy is to limit the number of phone numbers that they give you, that they have a much higher rate of confidence in the number, but that also means they're leaving out certain expired listings and essentially never showing them to you because they feel like they can't get a high confidence that they've got the right phone number for them, so they just don't even show them to you. So you got to keep that in mind that every... You may me you may love that you may hate it you may agree with their point of view or not but every every system is going to have some dirt in the data and everybody's going to have every CRM is going to have their own strategy for what data they give you and why they give it to you and it's important to understand before you start jumping into conclusions off of making 25 phone calls uh, just to you know learn a little bit more about the CRM learn a little bit more about their point of view so you understand where they're coming from and why they give you the data that they give you uh, and then just understand that it may just be a bad day. You're always going to have streaks. And then the next time, you may show up the next day, and it's going to be a streak where you get two or three leads, right? That that stuff happens. So just wanted to give that perspective on the CRM side. Yeah, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's move on. So uh, another question from Rudy uh, says, I got an email from an expired. Now, what do I do with it? <laughs> I, I want to send an RPR report from the neighborhood. Is that good enough? So, uh so let's back up so got an email from an expired. we don't know anything about the email but i'm assuming it was a response from an outgoing email from from rudy to the expired must have got a response back Uh, i can't imagine the expired listing emailing rudy out of the blue so i'm assuming it's a response so greg you reach out to a lead they're sitting on the market they expire you reach out they respond how would you handle that
1: so wait so they're just expired that's that's all Hmm.
0: they're that's that's all we know yep they responded by email to my call, right? Um, it doesn't say. So, yes, let's let's assume. I would say let's assume that you emailed them.
1: I pick up the phone. And I call them. I say, hey, Matt, Julie, you're three obese, wood, dentally, insulin-sucking, little troll babies. How are you? Uh, I, I understand you're interested in uh, learning about 123 Main Street. You know, what can I do to help you? Or okay. I understand that your your property has expired on 123 Main Street. You know, are you still interested in selling this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, it's, you, you just get right back into the conversation. I don't understand where the disconnect is when it comes to having the conversation. It's not like these people are unicorns. I mean, they're they're just a human being that's going through something in life. All you have to do is pick up the phone, have a conversation, build a build a rapport, and then see if you can help them or not. And then be honest with yourself and them. And say, hey, can I or can I not help you? End of story. Yeah. I, I, my, my brain hurts when it comes to trying to understand why people make this so fucking complicated in regards to like, how can I mind fuck them to the point where they're going to think I'm the Lord, baby, Jesus, savior.
0: you know, like, that's, I feel like that's about 40% of the questions that I see in real estate. If I have this one situation, <laughs> what can I say that will make them want to work with me magically? Because yeah, it's sure. the only thing I've got going on.
1: Well, then you really need to get more friends. Um, <laughs> but I mean, in all honesty, it's really it's really that simple, man. Just go out there and just try to help. Just try to help the other person bring value. If you're not valuable, then walk away and be okay with it, and go find yeah. someone else who you can bring value to. I mean, I had lunch with two gals yesterday, and uh, I was in the, it's, the very unique thing is, is that I've been looking for them as long as they've been looking for me because. I have a lot of product, it's not a drug dealer, I have a lot of product, they have all the, they can find the money, dude, I'm going to, I told them to literally build me a menu of what their clients want, and I will go hunt it down. That's bringing value. And a lot of us get so caught up in regards to what we think that we, what, what the value we feel that we bring, right? Like, I'm worth X. But in reality, you don't get paid for what you feel you are. You get paid yeah. for what you bring. Yeah. And so if you feel that you're the prettiest kid in the, in, the, in the beauty pageant, Matt, then, you know, you might in your head win the blue ribbon. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you don't dress up, show up, and then, you know, deliver the, the, the thing that people are looking for, then what the fuck are you doing? No, just go back to wherever you came from and just take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It doesn't matter what you think you are; it's what you actually bring. Yeah,
0: that's, that's I, I see I this all I the time. I, I see this more in the coaching, consulting world, or the agency world. There's there's a ton of advice floating out there about you're you're worth it, you deserve it. Just kind of step into your uh you know your your ability and uh, and work on yourself because you deserve X, Y, and Z. And I don't agree with that at all. I don't think most of us deserve what we think we deserve. We deserve what we bring to other people, and uh, we put other people first. And if we can get them real results, then we deserve a percentage of those results. Uh, To me, that's what a real estate agent does, is you help people get a better outcome than they would have if they went out there and did it on their own, right? We We don't control the data anymore. Anybody can go find a house, right? They can look on Zillow, so they don't need us for the information anymore. So what is the purpose? To me, it's to get them into the right place for them financially, structure the deal in such a way that they win. Right, and not only that, but you have to structure the deal in such a way that they win, and the commission that you take is only a percentage of the value that you have brought to them. Does that make yeah. sense? Right. So I think, and I think there's there's a lot of us that lose that that sense. Right. We are not entitled to anything. We're not entitled to a seven percent commission. We're not entitled to a flat fee. We're not entitled to anything. We don't deserve anything. The only thing that we deserve is if we put our heart and soul into helping somebody, that has to translate into a financial benefit for them. And then we get to ask a certain percentage of that financial benefit that we bring to them. So the question is like when you're talking about especially a newer agent um, and you are dealing with you know people trying to end run you and go straight to the buy, you know, the, the homeowner in the in the very first example, you've got people questioning your commission, you know what I'm saying you've got people questioning your value. Uh, To me, the place that I would start is to partner up with a more senior agent who has the experience. That way, you know that you're structuring the deals right. You know that you're bringing value and things like that. So you don't have any confidence issues with the value that you're bringing. Greg, we've talked about this a million times, how many agents we hear from that cannot pick up the phone and tell their family they're in real estate. And that all stems from confidence. And that could all easily be solved by going and finding a senior agent to part with, you know, partner with so that you're doing the stuff you're good at, which is talking to people and maybe generating and closing leads. And then you've got somebody supporting you who can do the stuff that you're not confident in, which is the actual nuts and bolts of real estate and structuring deals and stuff to where you feel like when you work with somebody, you're bringing them legitimate value. To me, that's you know the easiest and fastest way to solve that problem.
1: No, I completely agree with you. And here's something that I actually, something that stopped me for quite a while when it comes to doing real estate is the fact of not seeing yourself as an authority figure, even though other people see you as that you don't mentally see yourself as something like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times we're demonetized you know, emotionally, when it comes to being a real estate agent, because we're the, always the joke of the TV show or the movie or whatever else we're watching. When people, you know, think of about a real estate agent, so we automatically think, oh, we're kind of just like the the class clown or whatever else. And then I had, a, I had a I had an epiphany. I had someone talk to me the other day, and it was a real deep heart to heart conversation. And I, I immediately said, you know what?
0: You're welcome, I'm- Greg. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Oprah.
1: You're the white Oprah. Oprah. Exactly. It, exactly. You're my wife. You're Oprah. Mopra. you're Oprah. Exactly. You're Mopra. Oprah. Anyways, Mopra. Uh, so here's the thing is that like I had a, this, this interesting conversation and I had this epiphany in my head. And I said, you know what? Fuck all of you and all of your dumb opinions. I do bring tremendous value. I am, you know, the lord of my land, whatever that means, air quotes, for all you guys listening to the podcast. Um, But, I mean, shut up, Matt. Um, but I mean it really does mean that you have to own who you are, where you are what you do, how you do it. and I have a lot of friends that I've seen in the real estate industry locally and around the country that have really owned who they are and it's much different than the just average Joe or Jane real estate agent who kind of just bumblefucked their way through life and through their business in regards to they just don't see they don't they don't they don't own their own power mm-hmm. and their own ability to change people's lives because you have to understand. And again, all of you guys that are listening, you all are intelligent human beings, minus Matt, um, who are <laughs> – <laughs> he's grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> um, but, I mean, uh, you guys are all intelligent people. You're handling hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in value in every single transaction. People put some of their biggest nest eggs in your hands, not to be sexual, but, I mean, they do. And, you know, they, they put the, put it there, and they, they say, hey, okay, walk me through this transaction. And we minimize our value in that sometimes. And that's the one of the things I wanna to talk to all of you guys about right now is that when you guys are doing your business, never underestimate how powerful you are because you have you are wielding a massive sword and you have to be careful where you, where you fucking throw that thing because it's got a lot of power and yeah. you've got power. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I went down this ramp,
0: but I just went down this rant. I Very just want to. motivational. There. I want to run through a brick wall right now, Greg. <laughs> Let's do Swing my sword around. Just call uh, me right. Tony so me, uh, Robbins. So first of all, we are we're on we're on Facebook Live right now, guys, and there's a ton of people watching. Yeah. So um, so we want to hear from you right now. Uh, throw us your questions, and and by That's the way, sword. Candy, Miles Crocker is watching. Thank you, first of all, Candy. we hope you're doing well what? out there on the East Coast and crushing it and coaching and doing all the fun stuff that you do, but yeah, if you guys have questions about like how to boost your confidence, uh, how to handle those types of situations where you feel like people are not seeing your value as an agent, just throw them in the comments right now. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, There is one really interesting question that caught my eye. That's a little bit of a divergent before we turn back to the conversation on confidence and stuff. Uh, This is from Anthony. Said, has anyone used Fiverr to hire an ISA, to hire an ISA, whether lead generation or admin? Um, so I wanted to deal with that a little bit. First of all, an ISA is not a, has nothing to do with admin. ISA means inside sales agent. So if they're not doing lead generation, they're not an ISA. Uh, Fiverr might be a good place to find an admin person. I would say it's not a great place to find an ISA, um, especially if you're a solo agent. You'd be better off hiring a lead generation and conversion company to work with that has a proven system uh, because you as an independent agent hiring and managing a sales agent who makes calls for you, unless you're really freaking good at it and you're like greg and you know how to train it and greg you and i have trained isas before and it is not freaking easy they need a lot of hand holding a lot of coaching a lot of coaching around scripts a lot of training uh, a lot of consistent monitoring uh you might occasionally maybe you know bumblefuck your way onto an absolute rock star and good luck keeping them right because if they're a legit rock star isa they're going to figure it out pretty quickly and probably move on, uh, or they're going to start uh, like asking for a bigger and bigger chunk of your commissions because they're good. They're hard to find. You know, rockstar ISAs are hard to find. Uh, I wouldn't go looking for them on on Fiverr to begin with. Um, if you look for them anywhere, um, look for them on Craigslist or the best local job board in your area, like Indeed. And if you can't afford to hire two part timers at one time and pit them against each other, just go hire a lead generation company. Don't hire don't hire someone independently and then put it all on yourself to train them. That would be my recommendation.
1: No, that would be horrible. I mean, <clears throat> we, we, we when we trained the ISA companies, I mean, it was pretty much, it's like training your kids how to go swimming, Matt. It was an uphill battle in, in a muddy day. I mean, mm. you know, they, they just kept sinking every single time we tried to show them the right way to go.
0: Um, That's right. <laughs> I love <laughs> the fact you Well, we had now. to put I was going to say, well, yeah, we had to put two life vests on them each, you know, one, one <laughs> over passes. the shoulders, and then they wore the other one like a diaper. That's really the only way they stayed floating.
1: Okay, so Here's a, here, so here's a funny thing. So <laughs> Jax and I were going to Hawaii in a week to do a Spartan race, right? And yeah. I keep on bringing up all this stuff with her. I'm like, hey, dude, we got to go like do the scuba diving stuff, the snorkeling thing. You know, we got to do like there's like there's underwater like bikes you can rent. They're super fucking cool. Um, and with oxygen, the whole thing. And I'm like, do you want to do it? She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah? I'm like yeah? Question mark. With a life vest, and I'm like, dude, it's not just because you're Asian that you can't swim. It's just because you don't try. And she like, she'll look down at my pool down here, and she'll like, enviously look at everyone like swimming like effortlessly. She's like, how can those kids do that? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, man, because they just try. And the reason I bring this up is the fact that I mean, a lot of people in this business they look at other people who are, are looking like they're effortlessly doing business. But in reality, they're like a duck. Those little, those little, you know, duck feet are going a thousand miles an hour underneath the water. But the duck looks super calm as it moves across, and it floats just perfectly. When in reality, none of us come out of the womb knowing how to do this business or how to get through life or anything else. It's just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And the only person who wins is the guy who got up last, or the guy, who, the gal who got up last, and the other guy who sat down. That's it. That yeah. is your life lesson for the day. I am done. I shall retire to
0: my couch. All right, let's do a functional question here. This is from Rod. It says, what does everyone use to pull vacant, uh, pre-foreclosure, tax delinquent, and absentee owner lists? Red X. So vacant, pre-foreclosure, tax delinquent, and absentee owner. Do they do all those? Red X does all those?
1: Uh, no, I mean, are you, are, is he looking for all of that in one list?
0: Uh, well, that's, that was my question was, can you can you even get it all in one list? And if not, where do you go for the different component parts? So if, I think we've had we've had Matt Lamont from Rebo Gateway. I know mm-hmm. they do some of those things. I don't know about the vacant per se, but definitely pre foreclosure, probate, divorce, like those sorts of things you can get right. from Rebo Gateway for sure and then you could export them into Redex. I don't know what all Redex pulls because uh, you, you know more about the back end than I do, but
1: yeah, I mean I mean they can pull a lot of that but not all of that. I mean there's a, there's a couple of places out there that can get all the information that you're looking for. We're going to pay for that data. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question back to him would be, why are those questions so important? I mean, why are you trying to find just those types of leads? Is it something that you were told or something that you have a gut you want to go after? I mean, what is that real reason? So, I mean, is there any more insight into that?
0: No, not, I have no doubt. There's, there's no background detail or anything like that. So yeah, it could just be that that's what the, you know, his coach or one of the other agents in the office told him to, uh, to go after Hmm. Yeah, Okay. because well, each of those are different and require a little bit different strategy, you know, they're not they're not wildly different. But
1: well, let's tackle each one. Go go for the first one. What's the first one?
0: Uh, First one was vacant.
1: So so vacant properties. I actually ran some numbers. You can probably get it depends on where you are in the country. I talked to my title company. I found out about a year or two ago, two years ago, I think. That 14% of this little town of Alamo that was one of our primary markets has about 5,600 homes, uh, 14% of them were vacant properties. And I was blown away by that because Mm -hmm. I was just like, wait a minute, 14% were either vacant or rented? What the blah, 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 blah? And I couldn't, I couldn't really understand that. But you can do a quick title search, and you can figure that out. And then your title rep should be able to pull those those records, and then you can make a mail merge, and you can then put those out to like a CorFact or whatever other company you want to do some mailing through. Uh, if you're really good, get a hold of like Gene Volpe, who's not here, you motherfucker, um, who Gosh. could help you. Um, Put those into like a Facebook ad campaign or Nick Sackis that would help you with a Facebook ad campaign. As long as soon you got those email addresses. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. You just need to be a little creative. Think outside Mm -hmm. the box. Think, Matt, we've talked about this a hundred times. Blue water hunting, red water hunting. Where Mm -hmm. are you hunting? Are you hunting where everyone else is in the red water? Or are you hunting out in the blue water where it's only you and you're doing something totally different, weird and crazy, and people are like, oh, that's totally different.
0: I mean, yeah, speaking speaking of that, one of the blue water way, uh, areas of hunting's left in real estate, and there's not many of them, uh, is old expires, right? Uh, the I red water hunting is porn. the well, no, that but, too. Uh, I mean, well, that's porn. what that's what I call an alternate lead generation or or income generation source. You know, like if you need to tide yourself over <laughs> in real estate, just do some. And they are this little people, Greg. Let's get it politically correct. You can do It'll some little porn. people porn. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> that, wow, that was you you're you're pretty salty today, Greg. Like when when you and I are tired, who knows what the fuck we're going to say. Uh, <laughs> no, good you said fuck twice on this. I'm I know. So proud of you. I know. I figured you'd like it. I'm there, there's no guests, there's no anybody else here, so. Um, anyway, getting getting back to so if you're not familiar, the blue blue water hunting, red water, all that stuff, that comes from Blue Ocean. I think there's the book or something like that. But basically, if you are um, no blue fishing is Steve Sims book. We're talking about two different things. Blue 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 Ocean is uh, is hunting where nobody else is hunting. If you're a shark and you're in the red water, it's because there's already a bunch of sharks there, and you're just one of many going after the same bait. Right. So going with where the blue ocean is going is going where there are not a lot of competition. And that's um, like I mentioned, old expireds. If you go back, there's companies like Red X that can go back and pull the expireds. I think, Greg, up to like five years old.
1: No, we can go back. No, right. Back further than that. I I pulled 10 years back expireds. Now, I, I thought that would be kind of like going back and going to a winery and pulling the old vintages off the shelves and tasting some yummy yum yums. Nah, it didn't work out so well like that. Uh, I would go probably two to three years back as far mm-hmm. as I would go back for expires. But, yeah, X can go as far back as you want. All you get to do is give them access to your uh, MLS, and you can go back and just hunt all that stuff down.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Yep, so that's uh, that's one of the areas of blue water hunting. Uh, then we've got, so the next one in Rob's list, let's go back to that, is pre-foreclosure. So, Greg, how would you handle a pre-foreclosure lead if you got one?
1: Uh, pre foreclosure lead is just generally going in there with empathy and asking the folks, Hey Matt, Julie, um, I'm not sure if this is something that's still accurate, but uh, my records are showing to the fact that uh, you 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 may have filed or something may have been filed as a pre a potential pre foreclosure on your property. Is that something you guys are working on, or do you need some you know assistance? I have great lenders that you might be able to talk with that might be able to get you out of this. Help me understand what what's going on in life, in your life. Just having that mm-hmm. quick conversation. Now, some mm-hmm. of them are going to be salty, kind of like yeah. you and me today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of them are going to be, you know, like, "Oh, I got it handled," or, "You know, that's not something that's really going to take place anymore," or, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know what? That it's so far gone; doesn't matter." And then you just start building that confidence. I actually, I heard a really good conversation that uh, our friend of the show, Veronica Jones from Texarkana, Texas, love doing that. Um, she, uh, she actually did some amazing phone calls to people that were actually going through a, a pre-foreclosure. And the way she handled them was with complete care, concern, and love. And she okay. wasn't going after the sale. She was going after, like, trying to help the person.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: one of the things that I find that's, that is lacking in this business is the fact that we, we're trained to be piranhas when we need to be more Labradors. We need to be all, like, wagging tails and big kisses instead of trying to chew your meat off the bone and i don't understand why we don't do that more it's 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 old hardcore 1980s 1990s sales tactics that just don't work anymore that are still drilled into our heads
0: yeah yeah not that anybody actually does them to uh, to candy's point candy's listening and says how about if agents actually worked in all caps uh, there's a lot of pretending going on they wonder why they don't have any business i think that's absolutely mm-hmm. true yeah you know i uh, like there's there's certain things from the 80s the st- maybe the style the scripting, there's some of the things about the scripting and even right some of the overall mentality that I'm not a big fan of, but a lot of that stuff still works, especially if you just pound the phones or pound the doors. Like you're going to get business out of it. You're probably pissing people off along the way, but you'll get business. So it's not like it doesn't work, it's just not my preferred style. Right. Uh, but if agents put any of that stuff to work, to use, and they just got out and talked to people, even if they were a little bit abrasive and their scripting was a little weird and like all that stuff, uh, they'd still get business. Right. I mean, working pretty much trumps everything, <laughs> like getting out there and having conversations with people and you'll find the ones that resonate and you'll take everyone else off and that's OK.
1: Well, I mean, that's like anything else. I mean, it, I think a lot of, I think the biggest problem is, and I love me always saying throughout this entire show today, I think, which is a big problem because I should never be doing that. Um, but, you know, if agents were to treat their business as if it was a blue collar job, I think mm-hmm. they would become much more successful. Now, what do I mean by treat it like a blue collar job? A lot of times when a truck driver, well, not a lot of times, every time a truck driver shows up for his his or her day of work, it's Mm -hmm. not like, I don't really want to do that route today. So I just don't think I can do it. Can someone else do it? Or You know what? They don't need their packages. I'll do it tomorrow. It's like, no, motherfucker. Get your truck. Drive your bitch ass down the road. Fucking get out, put the packages out, get you back in the cart and truck and do it again until you run out of packages and get your best ass home and then go home, drink a 12 pack, sleep, get up and do it again in the morning. But in real estate, we don't do that. We don't don't operate with that mindset. We operate with a mindset of like we're a bunch of snowflakes. Like if we're injured in some way, shape or form, we don't want to do something. We don't do it Mm -hmm. that day. And. If we were to just get up and treat it as a blue collar job and just make it happen day in, day out, rain, snow, sleet or shine, you will get the business. You will get where you want to be. But it's so hard to comprehend it, the fact that because you don't have a boss, you don't have to do, you don't you don't have to do anything anymore. People don't do it. Yeah. And that is where the biggest downfall is. And that hurts my soul to the to the to the core. I had lunch with a gal yesterday. I, I think I've told you this, Matt. I, I did a coaching call with her shit, like three or four years ago or something like that. Um, And I made her cry on the first coaching call because I just called her out on all her bullshit. I okay. told her exactly what to do. Yeah. And then she went and paid another coach $5,000 and got the exact stuff I told her a year before that. And I, I, rub, I rubbed her nose in it like a dog. I, you rub a dog's nose nose in poo when it, when it rubs I and mean, shits on your couch. Mm-hmm. And it's just the thing that like, agents just don't take the free knowledge. We always think there's something better out there. There's an easier way to do it. This guy or this guy who's telling me what to do something, this isn't the easiest way I can find a better solution. When in reality, it just takes work. Just yeah. knuckle up and do
0: your job.
1: Do the calls I and mean, minimize it. I mean, well, at
0: least you, fine. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing is that you, you have to knuckle up and work on something, but that doesn't mean you have to work with the things that absolutely make you miserable, right? There's plenty of lead generation options in real estate. There's plenty of ways to have conversations with people. That's the part, though, that you can't get around, right? You can't not have conversations with people and succeed. If you're willing to have the conversations, there's lots of ways <laughs> to start, like find ways to start conversations. That you're comfortable with, whatever that looks like. Like everything from, if you want to do in-person stuff, do door knocking and Rockstar Connect. If you're better on the phone, pick up the phone and call and get a dialer. If you don't want to do either of those, then you know, go pay somebody to generate a bunch of leads for you that you follow up with text and you know, phone calls and stuff like that, and just get incoming leads or go do open houses or whatever. I mean, there's just the it it runs the gamut. Like any personality type can succeed in real estate if you treat it like a job and you work Mm -hmm. 30 to 40 hours a week, and if you focus on increasing the number of conversations that you have with real people, human beings, who can either buy or sell or send you to someone who is. That's the game, right? Everything else is just a distraction.
1: It is a, it is a distraction, kind of like you know watching reality TV. It's completely useless for your brain and it distracts you from reality to make you feel better about whatever you're, whatever the fuck you're doing in life. And so, if you can get out of your own reality game. And get into like really you know better in your life, but you need a why to do it. You need something that's gonna that's gonna push you across those boundaries. Now, I just got back from Europe two weeks ago. Today is it? Yeah. Today's today's my two week anniversary, Matt. Did you know uh, that
0: of being back in the states? Yeah,
1: I <clears> hate it because um, that means it's back to reality. But I remember I remember seeing something very distinct uh, that's been in my mind. I've been researching ever since I got back. I, Jackson, I flew uh, economy coach. You know, to and from Europe. Now it sounds good, right? It sounds halfway decent because you're like, oh, I'm saving money and it's still kind of luxurious, air quotes. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, And then I I saw this guy and he was sitting in business class in front of me. And I, I just looked at this guy the entire time, like flying home, not like a stalker, like staring at him, licking my chops, but I mean, like looking at him going, dude. This dude is did something or someone did something for him or somehow he got this seat paid for, you know, for a 14 hour, you know, 14 hour flight. And I was sitting there going like, I will never not fly in that seat again. And so my why has become something I've become obsessed with is flying business and first class. And so for me, when it comes to working hard and pushing myself beyond boundaries that I'm comfortable with, it's. It's not like the Attaboy of "Hey, you air high five, you did another deal." It's the silent celebration of me walking onto a flight ahead of time with my girl, sitting in business or first class, getting served champagne in a real glass, eating food with real silverware, out of real, real like plates and and, and bowls. You know, and having a you know, full lay down thing, you know, lay down bed for long flights, it's that small little thing in my mind that keeps me going on a daily basis going, I can grind it out today. I can do what I need to do today because you know what, one day I'm going to be boarding that flight from the lounge onto my business class or first class seat and it's going to feel amazing. So that's what pushes me and a lot of people don't have whatever that is that pushes them. It could be putting their kids into a better preschool. You know, buying better diapers for them from Matt for you, reinforcing the floors so they don't fall through the concrete again.
0: Very I mean, important. It's, it's yeah, Small yeah. things. Got to, got to, got to shore up those <laughs> low bearing walls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you definitely got to find what drives you, refine it, and and look at it every day, keep it in front of your face. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest, uh, you know, like well, when I talk to agents and what, what I hear so often is just the, the lack of clarity. It's just the it's the I don't know. I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I really want. I just know I want more, but I don't know how to get there. You know, there's there's so much lack of clarity, and uh, yeah, I mean you can. Um, the thing is that clarity is free. Mm-hmm. You'll need to pay five thousand dollars to a coach to help you get clarity. That's that's internal work. You know, but, um, there's a lot then, there's a lot of uh, agents that don't value free advice, nobody no, values free advice. Actually. Nobody
1: values free advice because you know why? It's free. They have no skin in the game, right? And so that I think that's why this gal didn't take it you know to, to heart because she's like uh, it's free it's whatever but then when she put 5G's on the counter and she's like oh motherfucker like damn like this some money I got I got I got to act on this right So if all of you guys are serious about doing your your business better who is or what is that thing that will cost you air quotes money time freedom what is that thing that's going to motivate you and push you to that next level? Not because Matt and I tell you that's this the most valuable thing for you. It's for you. Maybe it's getting home and seeing your baby daughter who you was born six months ago and you just want to spend more time with her and watch her grow up. Maybe it's the fact that you want to travel, business, and first class around the world and really live a luxurious life. Maybe it's the fact that you want to see your kids not die of diabetes, Matt. You know, it's, the, it's all these small things in life or large things, depends on if you're Matt's kids, um, you know. And kind of what's going to go on. So okay. pick it. Write it. Tell me. Put something, in, put something in the writing right now. Use your meat fingers, your meat nuggets, and type into the comments. Let me see what happens. Matt is vigorously typing and not even paying attention to me right now. It's like a
0: bad date. That's right. It's a bad Tinder um, date. Well, I, I <laughs> <laughs> let's never compared our relationship to a bad <laughs> Tinder date, but sure. All right, I have one last question for you. Uh, this is from yeah. Corrine. Before we do that, what's the best way to reach out and get in touch with you, Greg?
1: Um, If I was you, I would go to bookmcdaniel.com and book 30 minutes with me. Let's talk about why Matt's heart is built of a small piece of coal and why it does not get bigger and why he is not a real boy. You know, we really don't know these questions, but uh, book 30 minutes. We can talk about that and talk about EXP, Uh, kind of what Matt and I are building in regards to um, doing uh, our, our, our team, our crew, our tribe, uh, and kind of what what we can do to help you guys get more money and help you guys become better agents and just overall spend more time doing what you want to do. So bookmcdaniel.com, that's how you get a hold of me. Matt, how do people get on podcasts? I know that is a question that's mm-hmm. always
0: asked you. It is. So go to pursuingresults.com slash training. Uh, I did a training there with a client of mine who's been on a bunch of podcasts. I've been on a bunch of podcasts, and I essentially built a system for myself where my team pitches me and gets me featured. Uh, the reason that I do that is because right now, if you ask anybody who's an expert, an influencer, or a business coach, or consul, a consultant, whatever, getting on podcasts is one of the best ways right now to get in front of your ideal clients because they're listening to podcasts because they're looking for solutions to problems in their business, right? So if you want to reach those people, if you are listening to this and you're a coach or a consultant and you want to get on more podcasts to reach more people, pull them into your audience and figure out who out of those are ideal clients that you want to work with and get them actually coming to you rather than you having to go out and chase them down. That's what podcasts can do for you. So just go to pursuingresults.com slash training, check out the training there. And then I've got a whole program where you can essentially send a VA or an assistant or an intern through my program and out the other side in four weeks. They're getting you consistently booked on podcasts as a guest. So that is the dealio. That's where they go. Let's finish out with this. Question from Corrine. She says, "Door knockers!" exclamation point. I'm curious what you all do for gifts toward the holidays for people in your farm. Greg, what say you?
1: Small box of seas candy. That's what we do. Country California $8. boy. Hey, well, dude, you live in San Diego, so don't hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we we do small boxes of seas candy. cost about $8 a pop. Uh, we we don't give them to everyone that we're door knocking in, but we do try to do uh, we drop them off to our A's and B's uh, client wise, and mm-hmm. you know drop give them well something some, uh, and it works incredibly well. People really look forward to it. Um, there's a lot of other folks that would do flowers or other versions of candy or anything else. I mean pick what, what's what's really kind of resonates with you. I mean for Matt, it'd be kale salads. He would give
0: out to all of his clients because his he's a heart conscious health Enthusiast, um, dude. If you get a, like, if you get something from me that involves kale, <laughs> you know I don't like you. That's that's all that is. Wait, that's a, that's an insult. That's a form of me insulting you. Like, hey, I have this lovely kale bouquet for you.
1: Like, oh, great. <laughs>
0: All right, stupid, Uh, but I mean, but
1: really whatever really makes sense for you. I I, a good friend of ours, Sarah Johnston out of uh, Calgary, Canada. You know, she gives bottles of champagne with her teal color that she does with everything Mm -hmm. uh, to all of her people. Um, Our friend Stevie, she gives out a package of cookies and uh, a variety of other things that she gives out uh, with her color brand on it. So there's no real answer to that, Matt. I mean, it really comes down to who the agent is what their style is, what value what value they have to bring, and then go. they go from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, love it. All right, well, we covered some good questions. Guys, if you want us to uh, answer your questions on the next show, uh, message Greg on his personal cell phone, uh, or you can message him on Facebook, either one. <laughs> <laughs> we use Greg's can. cell phone number on the show.
1: And you can. My personal cell phone is 925-915-1978 and you can test that right now. If you text me, I will text you back. I wow. actually care,
0: Matt. I right. give you. I was take. gonna say, I on the other hand have a text inbox where anybody that isn't in my contacts goes into a hidden folder that I don't have to worry about. So if you text me, even if you have my cell phone number, I may not even see it, it's glorious. Uh, and I encourage all of you to do the same thing. Turn off all of, all of your notifications on your cell phone, separate out your text inbox, Uh, I love it. It gives me much more freedom and mental space and peace of mind. That's what I have to say about that. All right. Put a bow on this. (laughs) Pick a color, you Scrooge. Uh, Actually, it's funny you mentioned Sarah Johnson. I feel like we should put a teal bow upon this episode. She's so good at uh, making sure that her Instagram feed is all tied together with her branding color. She's done a really good job of that. She really has. She really, really has. It's It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing that people get a kick out of.
1: All right, so it's a teal bow out of the out of the Ms. Johnson face, uh, who has not been on the show in a while, which I got to call on her about. Anyways, you guys, we love you. I love you. Matt kind of cares for you. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for you know paying attention. Share this, and until next time, peace out. You sexy ninja. We're gone.